Hello, and welcome to Hell Ain't Complicated, a supernatural <laughs> fan cast. I'm Claire, and I'm with Bo again. Hi, it's me, Bo, again. Hope you're not sick of me. <laughs> and Bo has something special to share with us. <sighs> okay, so I decided to pick up a small black coffee with one shot of blueberry flavoring in it on my way home since I was running errands, getting some last-minute stocking stuffers. And so I am going to share with all of you my very first experience of this, what is supposed to be a terrible drink. (laughs) (laughs) Really quick, what was the reaction of the person you ordered? Literally no reaction. I was going through the (laughs) drive-thru, like, um... She just double checked that it was the right thing. I was like, okay, this is your your total. I was like, okay, cool. Fortunately, this was not a big deal. Just so jaded. I mean, it's like Christmas time and I'm going through a drive-thru for a coffee shop in a pandemic. Yeah, the employee was very jaded. <laughs> <laughs> I also got some of the um, uh, munchkins. I've never been to duncan before so i didn't really know exactly what they were i figured they were Mm. like donut holes so in case this is terrible i have something to wash it down with oh thank god (laughs) all right so here we go i'm gonna try not to slurp in everyone's ears chug 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 i'm not going to chug this it's still hot (laughs) i'm so scared for you well (laughs) i mean it just pretty much tastes like black coffee. I can't even really taste the blueberry. It's like there's a blueberry aftertaste. So it's just the bitterness of black coffee. But it's kind of like a mild coffee. So it's not too bad. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's definitely not good. But it's not like painful. <laughs> Interesting. I can tell the blueberry flavoring is in there. I just can't taste it. You know? Yeah. It's like I can smell it on my own breath, but I can't taste it when I drink the actual drink. God, that was a disgusting way of saying it, but I'm not wrong. (laughs) Well, that was an experiment, you know? (laughs) We had a hypothesis, and we tested it, and we got an answer. It's so bad. Why do I keep drinking it? Oh, God. Just go put put some milk in it or something. Nah, nah, nah. Mama didn't raise no quitter. I already sat (laughs) down and hooked everything up. Oh, my God. Well... I'm proud of you, and thank you for your contribution. You are so brave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Today we're going to do something. I mean, this is mostly for us. This is my Christmas present to myself, because I love talking about supernatural AUs, clearly. So that's basically what this episode is going to (laughs) be. It's our supernatural, what do I call it? Supernatural Christmas Spectacular AU. AU is somewhere in that title. I don't know where. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Basically, all that we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking some of our favorite um, pieces of media that have some sort of categorization element to them, and we're going to be categorizing our favorite characters. Hooray. (laughs) But first, I'm going to go over some supernatural news. Nothing too crazy happened, incredibly. Thank God. Pretty much only two things in the (laughs) news cycle is the CW Purge Supernatural and a few other shows from YouTube. And if you Google CW and like click Supernatural kind of under it, it just leads to like nowhere. It's just page (laughs) doesn't exist, which is very strange. So people are wondering like, are they trying to pretend Supernatural never existed? Or is there something 
this is what is happening. It's very weird. That's really what we should all be doing right now. Yeah, we should all just purge Supernatural from our lives, but also, I'm not going to do that anytime soon, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second piece of news is that this is a quote from Destel in the Impala Tumblr post where it's Supernatural Gate, a timeline, because I was couldn't really understand why this was such big news. But um, Sarah Gamble, writer, obviously, mm-hmm. showrunner at one point, retweeted a thread on Twitter detailing struggles writers on shows have to go through in production rewrites and said that the thread contained answers to 89% of all fandom conspiracy theories ever about why <laughs> the writers of that one show did that. There's no definitive proof that it was definitely about Supernatural, but considering her history with the show and the mention of conspiracy theories, it seems likely. Oh, Make of that what you will. And I'm not really making much of it (laughs) at all. Oh, also, um, another follow-up, because I think we actually did the last episode the day before Misha Collins, like, actually addressed, um... The Bill Clinton sex scandal jokes. Oh, yeah, that's right. By fucking adding Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Like, okay, that's some (laughs) king shit right there. Respect. chaos. (laughs) Like, every time I learn something new about Mr. Collins, I just... There's a very specific emotion that comes with learning some buck wild shit about that man. It's it's just the easiest way that I can succinctly explain it is respect, but that doesn't fully encapsulate the emotion. It's like it, there's fear, there's respect, there's also it's like oh god, I I kind of want to be like you and also oh dear god, I hope I never meet a person like you. You're too insane. I'd probably explode. <laughs> but also it's like the man has a wife, kids, probably more than one house. He does not give a shit about what people on the internet are saying. He does not give a shit if Bill Clinton happens to read his response to the yes, I did want to fuck <laughs> Bill Clinton tweet he just made. Like, he has a very successful career. Like, he does, none of this will impact him in any way. So, I mean, that's also valid, but God, everyone was losing their minds about that. So, yeah, truly like big dick energy. <laughs> I know, I like, I don't think people say that anymore, but like, that's what it was. That is definitely what that was. That was some king shit. And that's pretty much all the supernatural news that happened. As far as I know, I'm sure something is going to happen in the next two hours that I won't know about. As soon as we stop recording, there's going to be like DCL goes canon 0.5. Like, it's going to happen again. Fucking (laughs) real. It's, oh my God, absolutely. Jensen Ackles is going to release the tape. And just be like, oh, by the way, I forgot <laughs> to do this. Here you guys, here you go, guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna talk about three ish AUs. I mean, granted, we're probably gonna start with like get to one or two and be like talk about it for like ten more hours. The first one we've touched on before was one of your AUs was the D and D supernatural AU. Yes, like as D and D characters with their class would be and all of that. That would be that's pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I did a little bit more research, and I think that instead of fighter, Sam and Dean are probably rangers. Oh. Like, still warlock, still barbarian, but also rangers as, like, their main. Okay, so they're both rangers, and then Sam starts taking a multi-class in warlock, and Dean starts taking a multi-class in barbarian, then. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. That that really would kind of um, suit their styles since they're more hunting, tracking 
Yeah, I think, I mean, that's like, you know, you think of like Strider from Lord of the Rings. That's basically what he's doing. I know nothing about Lord of the Rings, so sure, I trust you. <sighs> I'm gonna make you watch Lord of the Rings. I've watched Lord of the Rings, I just never, like, absorb any of the information that I'm supposed to. That's fair. I love Lord of the Rings a lot. <laughs> I have tried so many times to read the books, too. It's like, The Hobbit? No problem. But, like, I have never made it past, like... I don't like the Lord of the Rings books, either. <laughs> they put me to sleep immediately. So, yeah, it's just... It's such a challenging read because it's so boring. Yeah, I just... I am only there for um, Sam and Frodo. That's it. The rest <laughs> of it... I just go to sleep immediately. I also have the Cimmerillion, and I literally only read it if I really need to go to bed. Oh my god. It's very boring. That's fair. What about Cass? Cass? Okay. Cass has got to be a paladin. It yeah. makes the most sense. Absolutely. I wrote that he starts as the Oath of Devotion, which is like oath to a god, yada yada. Mm -hmm. And then he becomes an oath breaker, but in later seasons, whether he chooses to or not, he he follows the oath of redemption. A uh, worm? What what exactly does the oath of redemption mean? I should probably bring up the website, but redemption is basically like helping other people to redeem themselves as a way to redeem themselves, you know, redeeming, okay. doing some redeeming. Okay. That tracks, that makes sense. That's really good for him. And what was the uh, race that you said that he would be? Azamar. That's the ones with, with wings, or are they the bird people? Oh, yeah, they're the, uh, yeah, they're the angel people. Aarakocra are the bird people. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so they were pretty easy out of the way. I know that last time we talked, we both um, decided that Bobby would be a wizard. Oh, yeah, like for sure. He's got to be a wizard. So you know how whenever you have to go find a wizard on a quest in pretty much any like book, TV show or anything, mm -hmm. it's like you find him. He's all like holed up in this little hidey hole and he's all grumpy like, go the fuck away. I don't want to help any of you guys. <laughs> Is he that kind of wizard? Yeah, he's just like up in his little tower and some... <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Dean just come along. They're like, oh, we need help with shit. And he's like, ah, fuck. And then they just keep coming over to his house. Yeah, they keep just barging into his house. Like, And then he's like, I guess these are my sons now? Kaz's <laughs> <laughs> Asmar just like crawls in from like the top floor. And every time he just scares the shit out of Wizard Bobby. Yes, that is amazing. I love that so much, actually. <laughs> Okay, is there anyone else that we want to put in this D&D? I have a list of other characters. I mean, it's not a complete list, but I got, like, John, he's a big bad. Fuck off, he's a big bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> in my world. He's so he's bad. he's not just a, a dead parent. He's, like, the big That's very funny. Can you be one of those <laughs> where you thought that he died and then you realize slowly as it wait. goes on, oh, shit, it's their dead dad. Wait, okay, wait. What if John... What if John isn't a character at all he's just <laughs> they're playing DD, and every once in a while he comes downstairs he's like why the fuck are you playing this <gasps> stupid game yes yes he's not even <laughs> he's a character in that he comes in like every time that there's a pause or a big like thing happens like in the in the meta of it yeah. it's because their dad's coming down to the basement to yell at oh them oh my god <laughs> <laughs> every, oh my god every season where like the first episode starts out really interesting and <laughs> they get like so excited he just like 
comes down and the and the DM has to be like, um, shit, I gotta wrap up this plot point really fast. Um, this happens and this happens and this happens. Okay, bye. I'll see you guys next week. Or even better, the recap is them being like, but dad, we can't stop yet because so, 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 so is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to listen to this. Just fine. Continue with your silly little game. And then Mary is like, very supportive and she like brings well i mean maybe she just yeah she just buys snacks she buys some doritos and like brings out she's like what are you guys doing oh you guys having fun and like maybe she'll play an npc every once in a while but she doesn't quite understand she doesn't know what she's doing oh she (laughs) she really just wants to play the shopkeeper oh my god they get really really into this one bit they keep going off track because their mom is playing the shopkeeper just basically playing store (laughs) what if oh my god what if mary real life mary in this au played ellen like the npc (gasps) ellen yeah and that's why like ellen had to die eventually because like she just got really busy at work was like oh i can't play with you guys anymore sorry but i had fun (laughs) yes no that's perfect oh what would ellen be so she's obviously a shopkeeper but like is she just a normal human or oh she's a tavern keeper and yeah she's a time keeper and she used to be a ranger and now she's kind of picking picking it up back back up again oh okay who okay so who's the dm oh charlie charlie okay it's gotta be okay because char i knew charlie's definitely one of the players sam and dean is dean joining sam's friend group or is sam joining dean's friend group or is it like a weird like mashup of both because kevin could be there I would imagine Kevin is closer to Sam's age in this AU, and they might be yeah. friends. Um, <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> like I'm not trying not to like think about it too much, but now it's like, oh, but I love the outer meta of it all. <laughs> I know it's so good. Okay, so Kevin, Kevin's also a player. Are there any more players, or is it just the four of them? Cass has definitely got got to be like a late game player. Yes, <laughs> he's never played D and D before, and like Deed was like, hey, you want to fucking play some of these joints? And he's like. He realizes he has fun, but doesn't really want to admit it. So he, like, tries to get out of the game, but they just keep bringing it back in. That's so funny. That's why he keeps dying and coming back. <laughs> That's so very good. Okay, so he That's plays <laughs> He plays a character who keeps either leaving and then coming back in and then or dying and coming back to life for various reasons. Because Charlie's hmm. just like, this is such a good character i will allow him to come back to life since we only killed him off because you didn't want to play anymore (laughs) (laughs) charlie is a benevolent dm okay but what about what about chuck wouldn't chuck be the dm yeah hmm okay let's see maybe okay so because chuck is supposed to be a prophet who later reveals he was lying and he was god maybe this is like charlie's like joke dm insert but it's not her at all uh, she's like oh this is god. god god's a dick <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just like chuck is a substitute dm that keeps he, he does okay like the first few times and then they he starts getting a little bit too comfortable and starts like wrecking charlie's plans <gasps> and then they all just got really mad at him and are just trying to spite him yes that's perfect She's like, this is my friend Chuck. We can trust him. But then it turns out you can't trust him. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just make him a character so they can be mean to him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's actually pretty great. I, w- I would love if, like, the Bobby character, like, it, of course, his name's not Bobby, but, like, they mm. all know it's based off of the real Bobby. 
Bobby is like a older coworker of theirs that they all that just everybody really likes. He's just really nice to all of them and they just let him come into his D&D game even though he's like 20 years older than the rest of them at least. That's amazing. But he's having fun and he's actually like pretty good and he's probably like me, he takes like notes the entire time so everybody's like, "Well, He's pretty useful, so let's keep him around. <laughs> Bobby the note taker. Yes, okay, <laughs> like the godsend of every D&D group. The one who actually takes notes. God, this stopped being like, what would they be in the D&D world? Now it's like, what if they all played D&D? Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it helps us inform the characters. Yeah. <laughs> it also, like, we can do a little bit more playing with the characters themselves then if, like, they are the actual players because it, we're not doing a one-on-one -on -one comparison in that way. It's not like we're translating mm -hmm. them to a player. It's like, oh, no, they would make a fun character that would come back to their own strengths because I imagine most of them, other than um, Charlie, probably aren't super experienced. So it's like, you play to your strengths the first couple of times. <laughs> What would Crowley be? Oh my god, Crowley's the one who just likes to fuck shit up. You know, the annoying player who's just like yes. joking a little bit too much? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. He's a fucking player. But he's like friends with one of them for some reason. Like, oh my god, they keep, keep trying to kill him off and he just refuses. That's so funny. It's just like, why do we keep letting him come back? <laughs> like, hey... Hey, Charlie, can we just, like, move this to your place? I don't think he knows your address. <laughs> <laughs> what would Jack be? You probably know better than I, because I, I don't know shit about Jack. I still haven't met Jack, to be honest, because I'm oh, okay. still in the middle of season 12. I don't even, like, this is a complete fan and interpretation of him, because, like I said, I haven't seen any episodes that he's in, but mm. he's just, he just seems like a sweet little boy to me. He just he's seems- He's a sweet little boy. He's little just, baby. he's baby. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, like, Cass's, like, adopted son, or, like, he has to babysit sometimes. This is Cass's nephew. Yeah, and he just has to bring him to D&D sometimes because nobody else is around to take care of him. That's so cute. Okay, so Jack is um, Cass's nephew. He's probably, like, a preteen or something, and he's baby, and they're like, okay, we're gonna help make you a character. Oh my god, wait, no, he's, like, ten. He's, like... Yeah, yeah, I'm saying he's, like, really young, yeah. He's little, little, and they're like, okay, you know what? Let's just let him be the most, like, OP character possible. Because, A, it's fun. Yeah. Charlie knows how to make this fun for people. And, B, he's 10. We're gonna let him have fun with this. <laughs> in <laughs> If this was a fanfic in the epilogue, because Jack, like, grew up playing D&D, he's now, like, one of the best DMs in the world. Oh, my God. And that makes him equivalent to God. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Oh, my God. That's very, very cute. Oh, my God. Is there anyone else we want to throw into this AU? <laughs> Um, well, we didn't talk about Kevin's character. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kevin. I miss Kevin so fucking much. He fucking do. Like, why did he have to die? Hell, I miss Osric Chow. He was, he's a cool ass dude. I started following him on Twitter. And he, I, keep, I keep thinking of like people, like celebrities that I miss. And I'm like, I wonder what they're up to. And then I check on them and they're like, fuck the government. And they're just like all a bunch of leftists. I'm like, oh, cool. Hell yes. <laughs> Thank God. He's a pronouns of the bio kind of person. <gasps> I love him. Yes. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Hmm. Because as a prophet, if we wanted to make his character similar to like his role in the show, 
he would also kind of have to be a wizard, right? I want to say like sorcerer. Oh, sorcerer is good. Um, and obviously, he'd have to have a more active role if he's part of like the main campaign. So he would yeah. he would be less of like a seer prophet type and just like a bomb. Oh wait, 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 wait! I think there is actually like a cleric. Uh, there is. I think there is a cleric of like divination <gasps> where they. Yeah, actually, I think that's what he would be. I mean, they need a healer anyway. Like they need oh a fucking God, healer. Yes, there's no healers here. They need a healer so bad. He's a cleric. Bobby is the closest one they have. Yeah, so I think he's like, you know what? I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna be the cleric because you dumbasses d- decided not to have any like. <laughs> I guess it starts with the three of them because I think he would like I, in the show like they mm-hmm. meet him way later later than even Cass but I think I mean they also meet Charlie later too so it starts with the four of them so it's like the these two just chose their like badass like rangers to to be like okay we got two rangers all right um I'll be the <laughs> cleric then <laughs> and so. <laughs> I think I think Kevin and um Charlie would be probably the most experienced of the players. Dean is like yeah. pretending that he's only doing this cuz Charlie asked him, but he's actually really into it and wants to of do it course. so bad. I'll, yeah. And of Sam's course. just like, "No, this seems like a lot of fun and you guys need another player, so I am getting in on this." <laughs> and they kind of accidentally make him like the main character. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it happens. I think Charlie, like, met Kevin at, like, a convention or something, and she didn't really know him very well. None of them, like, really know him, but they're like, screw it, we really need a healer. This guy wants to be. And then they all grow to really love him, and it's very sweet. Yes, absolutely. I also love how, like, in this this AU, it's like, yeah, we're all poor, like, (laughs) broke-ass 20-somethings living in our parents' house, so Sam and Dean still live in their parents' house. What of it? What of it? You either get paid to play D&D or you're that kind of D&D player. That is it. That is the only kind of D&D people around. Yeah. Now I want to play D&D real bad. <laughs> do we want to keep talking to D&D or do we want to switch to Homestuck? Which is, mm-hmm. I think you're a little bit more on top of the Homestuck classifications than I am. Like, I, oh my god, I tried to on, I think Monday, I was doing all my research and I got so stuck on Cass. I have no idea what he would be. I have like 20 different options. That's the thing about Cass. That's the thing about all of them, really. They're really hard to nail down one specific thing. So that's why it's cool if we have different ideas. Cass, I also really, really struggled with. So the Mm. thing about um, Homestuck classifications is, of course, there's the aspect, which is like what they use. Like, time well if you're anything of time you're going to like be manipulating the timeline that's pretty straightforward but it also depending on what your actual class is yeah it changes the whole fucking game exactly because you can have two people of two wildly different aspects and you'd think that there'd be exact opposites but if you can nail the classes right then they they essentially do the same thing so that's why yeah. it's really, really hard to kind of narrow these people down. And you really have to take into account who else is playing the game. So that's one of the reasons why it's really hard to just assign people 
um, a class and an aspect because you have to take into account what class and aspect other people have too. So if we give Cass this certain class and aspect, but Dean and Sam are this and this, it's like it actually doesn't work in that sense. So we can just go buck wild. That's what's so fun about yeah. it because we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> True. And also... <laughs> You know what? If we cannot figure out the class of someone, just say it's fucking a mage, because apparently mage can mean literally anything. It, the paragraph for what what does it mean to be a mage? It was like 10 different paragraphs. Like, it could mean this, but it could also mean this, and it could mean the total opposite of that, but also the total opposite of this. It was like, can we can we get a definition, please? Can someone just ask Hussy and be like, can you please explain? Yeah, because there's a lot of these where we don't actually know too much about them. Um, a lot of it's also just speculation because we o- there's very few classes that are actually straight up and down explained in Homestuck canon. Yeah. So a lot of it's just we have to look at the characters and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And even then... Because everything is based so much off of the other players in the game. It might just be the specific ingredients needed to make this character who's a mage do this happen. Because um, in their game session, all the other Mm. characters, just the stars aligned. Like, I, I really like to go with kind of the more poetic and, like, romantic ones. What I kind of liked for Cass... I really like the idea of him being a hope player because hope is about strong belief, but there's also like, I don't know if this was just a joke or whatnot, but for some reason Mm. there's like a weird undercurrent of sexuality in there, which I think (laughs) also, I think that also does kind of work well with Cass, like in light of all the fuck shit that has happened. Yeah. For Cass. Okay. I wrote hope. What I wrote for it was driven first and foremost by their convictions. Exactly. Black and white thinking, mm-hmm. positive, caring, and warm. At their worst, they could be narrow-minded and selfish. They got holy powers, power of belief <laughs> foremost, and believing in many possibilities. But I also am a little bit convinced. I also convinced myself a little bit that he might be a rage player. Because... Like, rage is the opposite of hope, I guess. Mm -hmm. And rage is believing only in, like, a single possibility and being, like, convinced of that. And it's, like, like, strongly connected to religion. And confusion and doubt is also really important. Like, rage is kind of, like, questioning your convictions and beliefs as well. Yeah. Both of those go very well together, which is also why kind of the class part would really inform what he does. So hope yeah. and rage are kind of two sides of the same coin there. Yeah. And another thing about rage is it was like, it's like great contempt for lies and false ideas, including stability that false ideas can impart. So basically, Cat, like we know that Cass is constantly trying to fuck mm-hmm. up other systems and other people's plans without really having like a backup plan. He just sees like this thing is wrong and I need to stop it. And he just fucking goes for it. Like heaven was fucking wrecked to hell, Mm -hmm. but he did it because it was the right thing to do. What came after uh, he didn't really think that out. Yeah. I also think it's kind of like rage is about going off and kind of like destroying a system that like it's, it's the revolutionary of the, of the different aspects. And the thing is about that is if you don't have any forethought, 
it can really be leading to your downfall because then you're just go you're just going into a rage. You are no yeah. longer righteously. It's like you know, it's the difference between a righteous war and a mindless rampage. Yeah, <laughs> and Cass kind of toes that line occasionally, especially after you know, like you know, God CL when he like ate purgatory and like oh my god, yeah, that like so fuck. You're right. Rage is actually a very, very good aspect for him. I'm so fucking mad that my favorite character possibly ever has the same fucking aspect as my least favorite character of all time. I mean, to be fair, oh your other option was Hope, and Aridin isn't a great character either. You don't like him. Oh, yeah, much I hate Aridin too, but like, like Gamzee, like, that is just pure fucking rage. He sucks so fucking much. I hate him so much. Okay, but what I kind of wanted to um, hit on is the mm. the aspect. I think, you you know what? I think Rage is actually really great. Okay, so for Cass, I was thinking possibly Sylph. Now- Oh, yeah! I think I was thinking that at some point, but yeah, yeah go ahead. because A, Sylph is supposed to be like the healer class when it comes yeah. to Suburb. They're one who makes blank- or makes makes through blank for others because so they are the um, passive version. And I think, as odd as it is to think of like a warrior of heaven as passive, I feel like Cass is one of the more passive of the cla- of of characters. In that, mm. what he does is he does for others. He is a supporting character. Exactly. Um, he does it for the Winchesters or for humanity. And so I think he. He creates rage, and he creates through rage for others. So he creates doubt. He did that. Well, he did do that for himself. But like, he also led a civil war in heaven. So that doubt that was existed in him, he created that for other angels as well. At least enough to lead to for him to lead them into an actual war. Mm -hmm. I just. Oh, man, I just really think it'd be really cool. Of course, like, it wouldn't work with exactly the same way his powers work. But I think that it really works well because they do with healing, repairing, empowering, and enabling. It's basically, Sylph is the perfect supporting character role. Like, that's what, that's kind of what he is for the Winchesters. And yeah, I think it would be really cool to see how that would work. Like, especially if he creates through rage. It's just such a powerful... Oh my goodness, I'm just sorry. I was I got super excited yeah. about that. <laughs> no, I think I think we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's the sylph of rage. <laughs> I know, like, what would that even... Oh my god, that is such an interesting... I never would have thought of, like... That's such a weird... Now I have to draw it. Now I really want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I also am going to tell you straight up... I am completely mm. ignoring the like gendered um oh, classes yeah, say, thing yeah. because a not everything that Calliope said was true, so it might not be true. B it just doesn't I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Gender's fake. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I think Cassie was like, ah, eh, fuck it. I don't know why I made that a rule. Go crazy, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, like I just I just think it's really cool because it works really well, at least like kind of the the meta and the um, analysis that I've been reading for for the classes. Because, of course, there's mm. different ideas about what they mean, but that's kind of, 
I think that that works the best because he is the healer of the group in canon and he does rely so much on um, his own personal journey of doubting and destroying systems that are wrong. And that's why yeah. at the end he got to come help Jack remake heaven. Um, and I just, oh my God. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. Jack yes. can be hope. <gasps> You're so fucking right. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my God. Sorry. I just had a moment where I was like, oh shit. He Jack is hope. And that's so fucking funny that the character that adopts the hope character and is the father figure of the hope character and informs the hope character's mm. beliefs and is the rage character. I know. Oh my god. That's very good. <laughs> Sorry, that just okay. But now we gotta figure out what hmm what kind of what kind of Just say he's mage. <laughs> mage well the mages i think that's supposed to be the opposite of the seer they're supposed to be the mm. active counterpart of the seer right oh yeah yeah it yeah. doesn't hmm, it doesn't quite make as much sense uh, again i don't know enough about jack but i think like his role as god and the kind of god that he wants to be someone who doesn't like interfere he wants to be hands off i think it kind of works with page Especially since... I think so. Yeah, like his whole thing was, I'm just your boy who's four. Each day I grow some more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he could also be just Lord of Hope. <laughs> I mean, that's true. They are the master classes. <laughs> what if Chuck is Lord and <gasps> Jack is Muse? Yes, that's perfect. And then, uh, wait, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah? Amara is the Lord. Oh. And... Chuck is the muse, isn't it? Because Chuck creates, and doesn't the muse create and the Lord destroys? Yes. So that- Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> mm. Of course, he creates a lot more actively than Calliope does, but, you know, yeah. it's not going to be a one for one, but he's the muse <laughs> and Amara is the Lord. Yeah, it's very funny. He's not even the Lord. <laughs> but yeah, because the page is supposed to be like one who serves blank or serves through blank. So he doesn't want to be like the God who is controlling the timeline, but more mm. so the God that is just facilitating the universe to exist. You know, I think that yeah. works pretty well. Yeah, that's pretty good. And, yeah. I mean, pages do tend to be a little bit, like, childish and innocent and all of that. Because they're supposed, they're supposed to be the ones who are, you know, growing up. So I think that yeah. works perfectly well. We are going I to give him pants, well. though. Oh, my. Yes. God, for the love of God. Give Jack pants 2020. <laughs> <laughs> for fucking real. Oh, God. Some of the outfits are, like, so fucking cool. And then there's shit like Bard and Paige. It's like, and Prince. Like, okay. At least that's all the male roles that look yeah. terrible. <laughs> okay, so Dean. Let's talk yes. about Dean. <laughs> I was gonna say, we should probably do Sam really quick, because we're gonna go fucking crazy talking about Dean. Okay, yeah, let's go. We gotta- I added a note. I have, like, notes to, like, remind me to cover every, like, aspect of this podcast, and I just started writing in Sam Winchester mandatory minute, <laughs> because we always forget. I mean, we gotta do the obligatory Sam session. Because <laughs> we're just gonna fucking forget about him. Because I, yeah. I love Sam, but he's a little forgettable. Yeah. 
So, like, okay, what was really interesting is that last, I think, did we talk about Homestuck on this? Whatever. Possibly. But, yeah, (laughs) probably. And we kind of did the opposite. Like, we said that uh, Sam was blood and Dean was heart, but now we think it's a total opposite. Yeah, like, um, I'd say heart is okay for Sam. It's not, like, perfect, but I still think Dean is perfect for blood, because Heart is supposed to be all about being, uh, it's, it's all about the self. It's all about souls, too. Souls are very, like, the soul, the self, and all of that. I don't necessarily think, I mean, I guess Sam's I whole arc was, like, learning more about himself and kind of coming to grips with his past, who he is, how he fits into this family, um, especially, like, his conflict with his dad and you know, I mean, the show starts with him yeah. t- like reuniting with his brother he hasn't seen in years, and I don't know. So I think I think Hart. I mean, it's good. I don't think it's perfect for him. Yeah, I think no, I think it really really works. Like especially for like the first few seasons where it's mm-hmm. like the Sam show and yeah. he is mostly focused on himself. Yeah, like the the first few seasons, it's perfect for him. I guess he's actually one. Oh. That makes so much mm. sense. He's one of the characters who goes god tier first. He self-actualizes super <gasps> early. Oh that's why. That's why it doesn't feel like he's a heart character later on, because he he's already actualized. Oh my god, <laughs> you're so right. Now, the question is, what exactly is his um his class, though? I have a fucking idea. Because it's kind of hard, because, I mean, as much as the narrative is about him... It's not necessarily how he operates. Like, as a character, he does not operate by weaponizing or by, you know, it's, he doesn't... Well, I mean, I guess when he's drinking the demon blood, he is kind of weaponizing his sense of self or, like, part of the, um, part of his soul, you know, part of his being, being that he has yeah, the demon he's like blood in him. making it his, basically. Yeah, so I guess, let's see, maybe that could be a rogue? Because rogues steal for the benefit of others. So stealing self by reclaiming himself. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like, that's a little bit of a way to kind of, like, bend the rules a bit. Ironically, that makes him the outlaw slash pirate. He gets to be the cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Dean. (laughs) Rogues tend to isolate themselves as a way to deal with stressful situations. Oh, Worm? He doesn't really do that. I mean, he kind of does. Well, you remember the, uh, what was the name of it? The Tuesday episode. Yeah. He, yeah, he, like, stops God. talking to Bobby and... You're right. He, yeah, he isolates himself. He also he did that when... Focus. Yeah. It's also what he did when Dean died, like, for real, for real. So, before he, he was brought back, and Dean's like, why the hell are you letting him do that, Bobby? He's like, do you really think I'm letting him? He's not talking to me. Like, he's off going crazy trying to find a way to bring you back. And I guess he succeeded. Mm. <laughs> Because I thought it was Sam at first. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do Rogue. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess, uh, like, I mean, ironically, the way that he does that is with demon blood. Haha. So, like, I would say that that, that's pretty good. So his, like, power is, like, he's kind of stealing bits and pieces, like, from himself in order to, like, weaponize them. Yeah. We could even do Thief because that would be more direct. Like, he gets to, like, directly weaponize what he's using. Rogue or Thief, somewhere there. And yeah, it probably does a lot of damage to like him himself uh, to actually use those abilities because he is stealing parts of himself. Yeah. 
And then, fuck, okay, Dean, I think we both agree that it was, like, Night of Blood. Yeah. Might be some wiggle room, but, yeah, he's fucking Carcat, apparently. That's fucking hilarious, because, like, if, if we're gonna say he's a blood character, that's the best way to, like, do a direct comparison for how he uses it, because the knight is the one who serves blank, or one who serves blank f- one who serves through blank for others. So one who serves blood or one who serves through blood for the benefit of others. And blood is all about bonds. It's all about relationships, um, kind of in the platonic sense, whereas heart, it has like a minor romantic subset connotation. Yeah. It has like a con- romantic connotation, which is why all of the heart characters are a little bit obsessed in one form or another with romantic relationships, whether it's their own personally or others. But yeah. night, I mean, not sorry, not night, <laughs> but blood, they're also obsessed with relationships. Hence yeah. the fucking shipping chart. <laughs> the goddamn Karakat shipping chart. I love him so fucking I can't much. I believe him. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. And what Karkat does is as the knight of blood, he tries to basically force himself into becoming the leader because that's he's like okay i have to be the leader i have to make sure that everything's gonna go okay because like he it's weird because you wouldn't know it but when you think about it he's the fucking mom friend he really is like kanaya and hell i'd argue he's more of a mom friend than kanaya because he's everybody's mom kanaya is just his mom yeah exactly because it's like he's the only person with a good relationship with almost every ever every other character like if you were to take any character and line them up with like people who are in their good graces and bad car cat would have the most people in the good (gasps) because oh my god and like car cat is gamzy's moirail and cass's rage Oh my god. Full fucking circle. Full circle. <laughs> oh my god. The circle of stupidity is complete. Jesus Christ. And like, that's kind of, it's weird because when, when I'm looking through, like back through the seasons, whenever there's another character who like needs to be brought in, it's either they have a connection to both Sam and Dean or they have a much stronger relationship with Dean. Dean, yeah. it's weird because Sam is the well-adjusted, normal person, but <laughs> Dean is the one that everyone's obsessed with. Dean is the one that somehow, for- like, Sam is the one who is more, like, actually outwardly empathetic, but then Dean is the one that everyone's like, that's actually my emotional support, older brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the entire universe has decided Dean is their big brother. He is. <laughs> That's why we just love him so much. And, which is very funny, because he doesn't actually do anything to go out of his way to connect with people. He just happens to do that. Like, But Sam is actually, like, the person who's, like, trying... It's very funny. It's very yeah. funny. Other than the early seasons, where, like, of course, it's like, oh, well, Sam has college friends. Sam is a normal person who has connections to people. But then, like, in the later seasons, like, Charlie was much closer with Dean, who else? Mm. Um, Bobby was close to both of them. I don't remember what um, Kevin's relationship was like to both of them. I think it was super strained with Dean later on, though. Yeah, I think Kevin was more of a Sam girl. Ke- Kevin was more of a Sam girl. Jack, I don't know as much about, but he 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 was closest to Cass. So like, yeah. But it just seems like a lot of the like characters they end up running into end up forging a closer relationship with Dean, but that might just be because so many of the later seasons are so heavily Dean-focused that all the parallels and all the emotional connection happens between 
Dean and the other ca- other character because he's the main character this season. He's the one we're yeah. trying to, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and you just like think about like Dean is just he does not focus on himself at all. He is focused on everybody else yeah. all the time. He's constantly worried for everybody. He's literally just like <laughs> Carcat running around the meteor being like, oh my god, I hope my friends aren't fucking dead. Oh god. Yeah. That's just him all the time. Exactly. He's always like running damage control for other people. And then it's like, hey, how about you take two seconds to sort out your own shit first? Yeah. So I, I think he makes a pretty good blood character and knight, obviously, serves through. Yeah. And it's also probably the easiest way because he's when you think of the characters who are going to be the most fuck you up, like I'm going mm-hmm. to charge in and just start like hitting shit. Dean's like high up on that list. Of, oh yeah, I'm gonna like oh, walk in there and just start swinging. So that kind of works for like, I mean, not necessarily how the knight operates, but that's what comes to your mind when you think of a knight. <laughs> yeah. You really think about it, Dean is just like, you know, he's, with blood, he's all about bonds, so he's just like, I'm gonna fucking kill any threat that comes near him, and then Sam, like, agonizes over whether, how it affects his own morality constantly. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, the two of them need to just balance each other out a little bit. Like, Sam, you need to get a little bit out of your head, and Dean, just think a little bit more. Just, like, take, like, a little bit more forethought. Just a little bit. Exactly. God, once you, like, really start thinking about, like, the parallels between Dean and Karkat, it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's I really have a type, huh? It's really <laughs> funny, except for Karkat doesn't actually do much, if that makes sense. Like, he doesn't, he isn't an active character in any way, whereas Dean is a very active character. That's the fucking thing about Homestuck. I have this whole fucking rant about it. Is that, like, the female characters lead the fucking plot. Homestuck is all about the fucking female characters. They are constantly pushing shit forward, except kind of in the, which one was it? The alpha timeline? Then it's kind of just like the Dirk show. And it's like, ah, cool, great, thanks. But yeah, fucking like, like, like uh, of the Vagabonds, it's PM, <laughs> but she's the one who like gets the god powers. It does all the thing. And the White Queen gets shit done. It's always, it's always the girls who are getting shit motherfucking done. Mm-hmm. And that is why Girl I boss. fandom. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Homestuck fandom drives me insane, because it's they're always, like, shipping all the dudes. It's like, yeah, but most of the dude trolls <laughs> fucking suck, though. That's also very, very true. Okay. I hate all of them except Carcat. <laughs> Either I don't give a shit, or I fucking hate them, or... And, th- and then there's Carcat, who I love the most. He's probably my favorite Homestuck character. No, that's valid as hell. I really like Carcat. So, who else do we want to uh, type today? Bubby? Bobby, okay. I'm saying he's either light or space. But I also kind of don't want to say that he's space because I feel like, I mean, it's not a female-specific one, but also, like, space feels like a female-specific one. Like, I don't think it was aspects that were gendered. It was classes. Yeah, they're not gender, but, you know, suck. It, the space player was always uh, female. But, like, it doesn't matter. But also, like, I kind of want Supernatural to be the same where it's like, no, the important characters should be the female characters. Like, you know, when the Adventures are <laughs> there, like, if only we had a competent woman, I want a competent woman to be a space or time player. Oh, my God. To, I mean, to be fair, in Supernatural, they don't have many competent women who come in and save them because they don't have many women. They really fucking don't. It sucks. Like, that is, like, the ideal... What's the word? The the ideal, like, setup is, we're mm. just some idiots. We need a competent woman to come save us. It's very funny. <laughs> it's just so... It's so hilarious. 
But I think if if there is going to be a competent character who comes in and beats them over the head and fixes shit, it would be Bobby. But yeah. I think we can also... Okay, so the thing about the... I'm sorry to go back to this. I'm pretty sure it's the mm. knight is what yeah. the what the game mm. lacks. So Dave was the knight of time, right? Because mm-hmm. their game, yeah. they had no time. Everything happened too soon. They didn't they didn't have enough time to fix everything. Carcat was the knight of blood because no one was getting along. None of them <gasps> yeah. could actually put aside their their differences to work together. Everyone was going uh, off half cocked like doing their mm-hmm. own thing. So yeah. that's the only drawback that I that like I have to giving Dean the knight of um Yeah, no, that's a really good point actually. Yeah, that's the only reason I I, I would say maybe he isn't the knight of blood because I don't necessarily think they're lacking bonds. I mean at the beginning probably. And well, you could argue other way because they literally spend 5 years just refusing just like having trouble talking to each other. That's, that's true. like the whole point of the show is that they have they never fucking communicate properly. That's true. And so that's like unfortunately like Dean doesn't really engender like more closeness and openness, which is what the knight is supposed to do, create more of what the what the game um is lacking. Mm. So uh, if we want to keep him as that, we can. Or we can just take Bobby and make him the knight of whatever. Because he's the one who kind of, at least in the earlier seasons, helped keep them on track and helped create whatever they were like missing out on, you know? Maybe like the knight of light or something. Yeah. I was also going to say like, uh, fuck, what was the word? Seer? Yeah, he'd be good as a seer. I like how it's like, it's not like he didn't fight and go on tons of hunts, but we keep putting him in this position where it's like, I know you sit in front of your crystal ball and you tell us the answers, which isn't yeah. what he did at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just his job to be like, you two boys are being fucking idiots again. Knock it off. We have shit to do. Yeah, he's the one who just like takes them both and like cracks their heads together like two coconuts. Like <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Like, if you guys don't stop, I'm turning this car around. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Light is the universe's knowledge seekers, like, driven to learn and understand. And he doesn't really do any self ref- He does well, Yeah. I mean, yeah, Light is pretty much perfect for him. Yeah. I think uh, Seer of Light is a little bit... Uh, I think that boxes him in, because, I mean, that's what Rose was, and he is... His role in the show is nothing like Rose's yeah. was in the game. So I think, I mean, Mage is supposed to be like the more active counterpart of the seer, though I don't really know how that would apply to Bobby. Because Knight might work for him. It'd also just be pretty badass to see him like blasting something to Slytherines with literal light. Because it also, it has to do with knowledge, but it also has to do with literal light too. And luck, I think, right? Mm-hmm. God, would <laughs> I don't know if I'm joking. Would Bobby be would Bobby be a bard because he allows destruction or invites destruction through knowledge, through light? Yeah. Actually, yes. Yes, oh, the God. bard of light. I love that actually. Oh no. We do give him better pants too. <laughs> yes, for the love of God, I don't want to see the copies on him. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so bad. I, like, everyone is wearing pants. Like, we're editing all of the god-tier outfits so that they have pants. I'm sorry. Yeah, for the love of god. Oh, my god. 
So wait, so what did we settle on for Bobby? I think he'd be a good bard. Yeah, bardalite. Yeah. But better looking. But it also means bard is either one who destroys blank or destroys through blank. It says destroys blank, but also I think destroys through. And yeah. you might argue that sometimes they have to destroy knowledge to like keep it away from That's true. The, the bad guys of the season. That's true. Very man of letters of them. Yeah, because if they were destroying blank, they would be doing it for the benefit of others as a passive class. Mm. Because the prince does the same thing. They destroy blank, but or they destroy through blank for themselves instead of for others. There was also a thing about how princes are devoid of the aspect, like, within themselves. Oh. You could argue that for Bobby just a bit, because he seeks knowledge, but he do- he's not doing any fucking self-reflection. That's true. No. I mean- That's for the other guys. There's also the bard, um, typically, they can also invite destruction of blank, whereas they don't actively destroy it, but they set it up so that other th- like, it gets destroyed, or, yeah. like- it- they either set it up so this thing gets destroyed by other people, or they set it up where their aspect destroys others, but they don't actively have an active role in it. So I think maybe mm. Prince might be a little bit more of a one-on-one. Because destroying yeah. for themselves can also just mean they are in the middle of the fight and they're using, you know, they can also share mm. the knowledge that they learn with other people. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think Prince might be a better one. Yeah, I'm good with that. Prince of Light for Bobby. Fuck yeah. Is there anyone else? <laughs> Charlie? Charlie, oh my god. Who would she be? Kevin, did we do Kevin? Because Kevin should, fuck, Kevin is a prophet. Yes. Why wouldn't Kevin be light? Or, or wait, no, he could be the seer of mind. <gasps> yes. Interesting. Is there already a seer of mind? Is that Terezi? Yes, that's Oh Therese. my god. I mean, it it works. It actually works really oh, well. Wait, 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 Kevin, what, what if Kevin is doomed? Oh! <gasps> Oh my, he's the seer of doom. Yes! Oh my fucking god. That's perfect for him. Oh, poor thing. Because oh, he, <laughs> he kind of goes off the rails because of what the yeah. being a prophet was doing to him. Yeah. Oh my god, it's perfect. Poor fucking Kevin. Poor fucking Kevin. Okay, oh my god, I have so many feelings about Kevin, I miss him! Oh, no. why, did, why did he have to die? He was such a fun, cool character. Like, is it really that fucking hard to just keep someone alive and let them come back when they feel like it? Y'all know, like, how to do sigils and protection shit, like... <laughs> and, like, the disrespect that he went to yeah. hell. Why did he go to yeah. hell? And then God was like... Uh, okay, I decided to let him go to heaven now because he shouldn't have been in hell in the first place. You bitch! You piece of you shit. piece of shit. I'm gonna come and beat you with a crowbar. What the fuck? I hate Chuck. Like, w- <laughs> there's no reason Kevin should have gone to hell for any period of time. He was in hell for years. Years! Yeah. And Dean was in hell for four <laughs> months. That was 40 years. Kevin was in hell for years. Earth yeah. years. Jesus. Probably like millennia. Oh god. <sighs> like they never explain like I'm so spoiled by the good place, but they never explain like the parameters mm-hmm. to go into heaven or hell. You just get told, oh, you're going to heaven or you're going to hell, and it's like, Kit, can I get like a dissertation about why, please? I'm begging. Yeah. Like fucking heaven in the finale is so unsatisfying because it's just like, oh, you can go hang out with your shitty dad and 
drink the same beer you've had your entire life and go to a bar you've been for your entire life and go drive in the same car you've been driving your entire life and honestly what's the point <laughs> it's miserable to be fair i think the reason why that kind of works somewhat well as dean's heaven is because again all he's ever wanted is the people that he cares about to be okay and to be around him yeah for dean that's perfect but everyone else it's like you're just living on earth <laughs> Yeah, that sounds fucking miserable. Yes. Like, you're gonna go to the fucking afterlife and just sit at a bar stool? That's so boring. Jack was like, hey, Cass, what's the perfect heaven? We gotta fix it so that not everyone is just living, like, reruns of their best memories. Because that, like, come on, what's the best way I should fix this to make it the perfect heaven? And Cass is like, okay, well, what would Dean want? I literally don't give a shit what any of the other souls care about. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why it is what it is. Jesus Christ, you are, you nailed it. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. Oh no. <laughs> Cass just didn't take Oops. a second to think, uh, would other people like this? Nope. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I would just go to BM and be like, is it going to be like the good place? Or can I be like a ghost and like do cool stuff? And they'd be like, no, you're just going to sit in your room and be a little bit happier than you are now. <laughs> it's like, oh thanks i mean to be fair nothing there's nothing that says it's not like the good place that like you can't go and get froyo that tastes like sunshine (laughs) god because like when i die i don't just fucking i don't know when i die i just want to be a ghost and have the choice to go into oblivion but i just kind of want to like float around and just like go places i couldn't go in real life and just like check people's houses out (laughs) go to area 51 go to paris then i'm gonna go fly out to the andromeda galaxy see if there's any life out there and just i'm just gonna fucking fly around and have a great time and when i'm ready i'm be like hey i'm ready to go and then i'll just burst into confetti or whatever the fuck you know i love that's that's what I want to do. I love that you're like deathly afraid of ghosts, but you want to be a ghost. I want to, I'd be a cool ghost. I wouldn't sit around and be like, I'm going to th- throw a chair at you. <laughs> you wouldn't be one of those little bitch ghosts. You would be chill. <laughs> I would be, <laughs> I'd be like a little eavesdropping ghost. I'd be that ghost that's like, what's your Wi-Fi password? Oh my God. That's literally me as a ghost. Just be a fly on the wall. Literally, that's, all I just want. Just a nosy ass ghost. <laughs> I really just want to do that. Is it so awful? <laughs> Good place have it also sounds nice. See, I want time travel. I don't want space travel. That's all I want. I'm a simple person. <laughs> I'm a simple bitch. Okay. So <laughs> really quick, by the way, what's your uh uh own homestuck god tier? Mine, uh come back to me. What's yours? Okay. <laughs> Every single time I do the test, I get a different one. So I was space and I refused to do the test again for years because I (laughs) have a space tattoo because it's just so cool. And then I did it again a couple years later and I got breath and I just did it the other day and I got heart. I feel like heart actually suits me pretty well right now. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, The last time I took it, I got hope, but I don't know what class I am. Like, what class do you think you would be? Oh, I don't fucking know. I want to be one of the cool ones i want to be night everyone wants to be night let's be real yeah it's the coolest one i just want i just want whichever ones have a cool outfit i don't really care that much that's valid yeah i think i mean i guess hope somewhat fits i i mean you've met me i have very strong (laughs) opinions about everything and i will shout about them (laughs) 
<laughs> so I mean, that's fair enough. <laughs> I think you'd be a better hope player than the ones in the comic. Oh my fucking god! Because the only hope players that you get to see is Aridin and his shitty family. Yeah, Aridin fucking sucks. Dirk is okay. Dirk isn't a hope player. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh fucking! <laughs> it's Jake. I'm stupid. Sorry. Jake. Is I was a thinking hope because. Player? Oh my god, he is, isn't he? Jake yeah, is, is just a whiny little bitch. Yeah, he doesn't really... They, like, say he gets character development. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't really. He, doesn't. he gets a boyfriend is what he gets. Kinda, and then he's like, actually, I don't want this. <laughs> Which, like, relatable for me personally, but also like, oh boy, we gotta deal with this? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do a fanfic AU of the week, even though we just talked about fanfic AU of the week? I mean, yeah, sure, why the hell not? Do you have one? I have one. Yeah, what's yours? I might... Okay, the thing is that we might... I kind of want to do more episodes of, like, this AU Spectaculars where, like, we specifically flesh out AUs just because it's very fun to talk about. Yeah! And so maybe for next time, as a little bit of spoiler, my AU of the week is Animal Crossing, where (laughs) Team Free Will and Jack share a Nintendo Switch and they all have to share an island together. That's really cute. (laughs) I got really into this. I wrote some extensive notes and I just kept coming up with like headcanon after headcanon. It was really cute. So like Sam would be like organized and he's not quite cottage core, but he's like a very basic uh, player. Like maybe not what your parents, how your, actually no, he would be like how your parents play Animal Crossing. Just like how you want them to play. Just, oh, I'm just going to go water my flowers and I'll catch a bee and then I'm just going to go hang out. Bop, 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 bop. I think that most of the donations in the museum would be his. I think he would try to listen to Blathers, but he would refuse to. And I was going to try and choose like a favorite villager for each of the characters. But I think Sam just likes dog villagers. They all feel perfect for him. Oh, yeah, you're right. The dog villagers are perfect for Sam. Yeah. Okay, okay. But let's be real. Cass would be the one who like pays very, very close attention to everything Blathers says, even though he knows all of it. Yes, that's what I wrote. Yeah, Cass listens to Blathers for every bugfish, even if it was already donated. And <laughs> I wrote that he has lots of weeds, very little landscaping. His house is either like completely bare or it is like a perfect house. It has like a 200,000 points in the Happy House Academy. Oh my God. And he has like so many. Re- he's kind of a completionist just because like he doesn't sleep. And also he's just very curious about the game. He's like me. He leaves the recipes on the beach for, like, other people to use if they Mm. want them. Because he already has the thing. And I think that he dresses in, like, player-made patterns. Like, he doesn't use, like, the game's clothes. He just, like, goes online if they have Wi-Fi. And (laughs) finds, like, the cute little outfits and wears them all the time. Dean. Oh, my. I went a little crazy on Dean. Dean, his storage is always full, so he started yes. dropping stuff in his house, yes. and when his house got full, he started dropping stuff outside, yes. until Sam got so mad <laughs> his mess was taking up so much space, so now he just mails things to every other player, and in every letter just says, here, period, and that's it. I just, I can't believe, this is exactly how my mom plays. <laughs> I cannot believe Dean Winchester plays Animal Crossing exactly like my mom does. Oh my god. <laughs> I would go insane. Yeah, he probably doesn't do any fucking landscaping. He Mm-mm. has just furniture everywhere. He saves every letter from mom. Aww. <laughs> yeah. And he 
he doesn't know if he likes Cider, but he goes mm-hmm. to every single concert. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's perfect. Do you have an AU of the week? <laughs> oh, did you want to talk about Jack? Oh, Jack, I have literally nothing I think I wrote in my notes. Uh, I don't know shit about him. His favorite villager is Stitches. Okay. That's all I got. Valid. Okay, so my AU of the week. Um. Oh. Yes. I do. I would like an AU uh, leading up until where Jack is born. Everything else happens normal. But then Jack doesn't mm. immediately age up to like a 19 year old. Yes. He gets to be a baby. And it's just these three men who know nothing about like parenting a small, small baby trying to raise this kid. Like Dee yes. probably knows the most out of the three of them. But he also, I don't think he ever changed Sam's diapers because he was too yeah. young. But he, he like, he knows something about parenting so they're all like half of it is just like them calling mary like can you please tell us what the fuck (laughs) we're supposed to be doing or jody like yeah oh my god please we don't know what the hell we're doing but also like they calm down with like they they reel in the um hunting a little bit because they have a baby to take care of and i don't know i don't know i think like the kid Um, is more or less a normal baby, but it has like an extreme attachment to Cass. Just like Aww. when he was born and then grew up until a nineteen-year-old, he was like, "Hey, Cass, I decided you're my dad." Like, there's some <laughs> consciousness in the back there, um, because yeah. it's not a normal baby. <laughs> this is a nephilim. That's like, nope, yeah. Cass is my dad now. <laughs> it'd be like, um, it'll uh, be like in the Twilight Renaissance how we talk about like how cute it is that to be like in a family of vampires so nobody sleeps so just mm-hmm. someone is always holding the baby which is very cute oh that is very just cast is just always there for him because he doesn't need to sleep yeah so part of it is that when it was the when he was semi-conscious in his mother's womb he like identified Cass as one of the people protecting him I or something like that and latched onto him. And then it's also, it's not made much better by the fact that Cass is the one who never has to sleep and like takes care of the baby. And then just, I don't know, I just like an AU where it's just three dudes and a baby. Three and a half men. Three, <laughs> three men and a baby. It's, here's Cass, your dad, and then your Uncle Sam and your Uncle Dean. And it's just, I don't know. I yeah, think it's, it's so, so cute. cute. God, we were fucking robbed. I wish that was the case. That'd be so cute. That would have been so great. I would have killed to see any of them holding a baby on screen. Just, yeah. I mean, like, I know that that's happened before with Cass when he was babysitting. And then I'm pretty sure Sam and Dean both took care of the the daughter that Dean had that was like an Amazon and grew up like super quick. And then she died, you know? Yeah. Like, it's happened. But like, I would love, like, listen, Dean wearing a pampoose. Oh my god. Dean would go bananas over this baby. Like he at first he's like, "Oh my god, this kid." You know, he doesn't want to take care of a baby, but then it's just like after like 3 weeks he's in full dad mode. <laughs> he's like, "I can't believe I have to take care of this kid." Everyone's like, "You don't have to." And he's like, "No, I'm gonna." No, I'm gonna. Like Sam and Cass are a little bit more hesitant. Cass has some experience from the babysitting. I can't imagine Sam has much experience though but they're all just like after like a month and a half they're all just like i would die for this baby yeah honestly it's probably way sooner than that they're they're wrapped around jack's little finger yeah but that's my (laughs) au of the week we fucking deserve it i'm sure someone is is working on it as we speak okay 
This has been Hell Ain't Complicated. Uh, I'm Dupless on Tumblr, Dupless27 on Twitter, Dupless everywhere. Bo, what, what say you? Once again, if you want to come find me, what you gotta do is you have to go to the beach, you gotta make sure that there's no one else around, and you have to scream, scream my name in the direction of the moon. I may or may not show up, but you gotta try. <laughs> It'll be part of the lesbian hive mind. It'll get back to yeah, you. That's somehow. <laughs> you have to go to the beach, scream, and then like really, really channel into the lesbian hive mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that scene in um there's some Disney movie where like the dogs are like barking to each other, They're like, oh, this dog needs help. It's Lady and the Tramp. Oh my god. Or wait. Uh, no, that's that's one hundred and one Dalmatians. Yeah, that's what happens with lesbians. They're like, we need to find this one. And they just communicate with their ex-girlfriends who communicate with their ex-girlfriends who communicate with their girlfriends who communicate with their ex-girlfriends, exactly. et, cetera, et cetera, You don't have to go to the beach, but I'll be at the beach. That's where it's going to end up. It's just, you got to keep shouting and then another lesbian will pick up and shout. Yeah. And then you'll show up on a clamshell like a butch Venus. Yes. Um, you can find us at Hell Ain't Podcast on Twitter, Hell Ain't Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. You can check out our community ugh, Famex. Uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this. Uh, you can also email us and tell us <laughs> that our <laughs> AUs are wrong or completely right. Either way, I don't know. Fucking honestly, just message me on Tumblr. I love talking about supernatural AUs so much. <laughs> and <laughs> lastly, Misha Collins, please come on the show. And talk to me about your... Tell me about your Madoka Magica AU. <laughs> I saw a picture of him wearing <laughs> Madoka's outfit earlier, so... Is that him? Fuck it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Cass is fucking... What's her name? The purple one. I don't know any... I'm not a weeb. It's fucking Madoka. Everybody's I seen Madoka. I have not seen Madoka Ma- Ma- Magica. Jesus Christ. Well... It's okay. It's pretty good. It's I like it. It's nice. Whatever. Anyway, he's the purple one. Whatever her name is. Har- Harika? Harika? Misha Collins, please come on the podcast and talk to us about anime. Yeah, please remind me <laughs> about Madoka Magica. <laughs> All right. Uh, carry on, my wayward kids. Oh my god. Oh, very one last thing I do need to say. My mom will also yes. send letters to the villagers um, shit-talking oh. the other villagers. Oh my god. <laughs> because she's like, I don't think they know what I'm saying, but uh, she like wants to start drama between the villagers. <laughs> <laughs>